T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome on in. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's a Tri-Day Friday. We'll get tri to that. Day. Yes, it's a big day here. Maybe the return of a former Eagle. We got you know, to put our foot down with one big topic in Philadelphia sports, but a lot to get to this morning. How are we doing, Hugh? Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philadelphia. Hey, listen, I know we're a little bit older, but I think it's still important to eat your vegetables, man. So make sure you eat your vegetables because you feel better. I've, I've noticed like for the last couple of weeks, um, I've been eating more veg- incorporating more vegetables mm-hmm. into my diet, and I feel a lot better. You don't, you, have to, you don't have to sell me. I mean, yeah. you're the, well, yeah, the, you're the, the Mr. Vegetin. You got the one guy next to you. You're like, I, I got you. I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right, a, a good daily Douglas to start us off. Uh, a piece of advice there for uh, for your weekend. All right, we got a lot to discuss here today, but one thing's been kind of on my mind for a while now, but certainly last week hearing A.J. Brown on our station talking about, you know, all of us as Philadelphia sports fans, it got my mind thinking. And then last night I saw this and heard this. Darius Slay, who's never a stranger to saying what's on his mind, was on the Corner Suite podcast with our old buddy Stephen Nelson, former Eagle. And listen to Darius Slay talking about Philadelphia fans and how they treat him and the other Eagles and other hey, players bro, in this town. I learned quick. I said, oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. This is not good for my mental health. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, I'm stressed out. I'll, I'll stress you out. Boy. I'm stressed out. I'm talking about because I ain't going to lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. That's what I'm saying. Just, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not used it's to not that, bro. It's not gonna be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. gonna be the same one. Yes. And he go try, and he go hit yeah. you about thirty times. They gonna sit in the back of your the bench. I know. And they on your ass every but, play. But big dog, he's I, terrible. What the f- is he doing? You gotta hear that every play, even if you make a good play. I used to be like, it got to a point where like. And I don't get twisted. I ain't. I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay. But like, yeah, I just hard on myself. Yeah. yeah. So like it got to a point where like I'm playing for I'm playing against the fans type. Yeah. I ain't even yeah. focused. Hey. I have a third down stop. I'm talking to, to the, the fans. I'm, I'm coming outside talking, not even the opposing team. Ain't it? The the f- y'all didn't like talk about. Yeah, yeah. every time. Play, what? <laughs> the fuck? 
So there's Slay and former Eagle uh, Stephen Nelson talking about how hard fans in Philadelphia were on them. You know, Stephen won his one year here. Obviously, Slay's been here a few years. How hard Philadelphia fans are. The line that caught me, Slay saying they're the only fans, us, we're the only fans that ever got to him before. Not road fans, home fans, us. The, The Philadelphia fan is the only one that ever got to him before. My reaction to this is I I roll my eyes and I just I can't believe how how in certain instances so many players that currently play can't handle a little constructive criticism can't handle emotion can't handle I mean this comes with the territory if you're a player here and you Hugh you were when the times are good you are loved you are adored. loved adored and when it's not that way. People, People are going to express themselves. I, well, first, I want to address that. You know, Slay said he's the only fans I got to. Well, bro, you played Detroit. <laughs> I can't imagine that when you, like, the time that you were there, that good or bad, they had a whole lot to be excited or indifferent about. It was They probably were more indifferent than anything. No disrespect to the Detroit fans because, you know, they're they balling right now. But it is different here. And I remember when I first got here, yeah, it was a little rough. But, I, like, this is where – I tried to give the younger players grace, Joe, and put myself in that situation. But I have some questions that I have to ask because, like you pointed out, I did play football at the level that they they played at. And and my question is this. Like, what are you doing during the course of the game? Because I, I know the setup. What, what are you doing during the course of the game where you can pinpoint? Because they were very specific in the way that they say some of the fans are and some of the, the same people are booing them all the time. Mm-hmm. What At what point of the game are you more concerned about the fans booing than you are the task at hand? Like, I think that's a valid question. I think that's one of those questions that, that I won't get, you know, ratio because I'm older gentlemen and, and you know, the, the game is different. I understand it's different. But, again, the fans aren't that close where you could sit up there and say, oh, well, there's, you know, that that's the same guy that was heckling me last week. And, it, yeah, by the way, they get to you to that point that, that they're living rent-free in your head the, the following week as well. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand that. Help me. I need one of those young cats to, to, that is complaining about the fans booing or the fans, um, you know, disrespected them that is paying that much attention to the fans that they can get in their headspace like that, that it, it becomes something that you basically talk about on the podcast ad nauseum. Because this is the, the first time that I've heard Slay mention the fan base or or a couple corners that have played here mention the fan base before. So, so explain that to me. Well, it's not the first time recently we've heard from a current Eagle talking about the idea of, of what we do as fans and how we talk as fans and are we supposed to be just pom-pom waving all the time? Or can we have an opinion? Can we have a feeling on what we're seeing? A.J. Brown just last week on this station with Jack, with Ike, last Friday afternoon, here's what he said and kind of his confusion with all of us. I got a couple questions for you guys, though. For sure. What's the deal? What's the, what's the deal? Like, you guys are supposed to be supporting Philly, but, you know, it don't turn, turn, out, it don't turn out to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why make up so many rumors? You know what I'm saying? Like, because... Most of the rumors don't don't even be real rumors. These these are rumors that you guys are making up and everybody run with. Like so, what's the deal? Like, so a couple things on that. One, I think he has a, he had a misunderstanding of rumors compared to just conversation and things that are just being talked about among fans. But the thing he said about riding for, 
here's what I, I feel listening to AJ last week, listening to Darius with uh, with Stephen Nelson on that podcast. I feel like some athletes think we are too hard on them. Us, and I don't mean I'm not talking about WIP. I mean as fans, all of us, the entire fan base, and it's thousands and millions of people that live in this area, and, and even people that listen to us and call us from outside the area that love Philadelphia sports. I get the sense that right now the current athlete, not all of them, but some of them, think we're too hard on them as fans, and I don't think we are. In fact, Hugh, you obviously have an interesting perspective on this because you were a player you know, 25 or so years ago. Then you joined WIP after that, and you got to be part of it with Angelo, right? Mm-hmm. And it's transitioned since then. There's, there's different people here, and it's it, that thing has turned over a little bit. There's still some, obviously, great people that are around with Angelo. But my feeling is... Fans today are not as hard as they used to be on athletes. I, I think there's more of a, we love you. We want you to be here forever. You're there's our guy. There's a little bit of that. I don't, like, the, the Philadelphia fan of 30 years ago, I think, has evolved. I don't think we are that hard on these athletes. Now, they might feel that. I don't believe that. Hugh, do you think we're too hard on these guys? I, I don't think that. I, I, this is what I think, Joe. I think that a lot of times, you know, word of mouth is still king. Like, even though we have social media and we have so many different venues where we could actually go and read for ourselves what's actually being said or what's what's going on or whatever, word of mouth is still king. And a lot of times I blame fans for this, for being ignorant. And, and what I mean by that is a lot of times fans don't take the time to get information themselves. They leave it upon somebody else to give them the information they take from there. And a lot of times, you know when somebody tells a story, they tend to leave some key details out yeah, all the time. Say, for instance, like, like just for example, this whole rumor that AJ is talking about, about being traded. Now, I'm not picking on anybody that's in the business that we do, but as, as an analyst, we have to do a better job of presenting stuff when we say to players, but a lot of times we don't do that because we want to sizzle. You know, and when, when, it, when Kay Adams presented the story, it was speculation, but she presented it like it was truth. So, as a player, you hear that and you automatically assume that that's it's true because it's coming from her because she's a trusted source in the media. It's like the game of telephone. Like, yes. you say one thing and then it changes a little bit and then all of a sudden it becomes like, wait, what? What was yes. said? Yeah, and, and that's what happens. And, and, and again, I'm not picking on her because I think she does a great job, but the way she presented it, it then becomes truth. And then the next person sees that, and then it becomes, oh, well, they're trying to trade him up out of here. No, you need to get back to the root root source of what happened, and we don't do that. And that's how these things get blown out of proportion, and that's why you see fans all the time talking about, well, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to run people out of town or anything like that because you're getting secondhand information. Yeah. Yep. You're not getting it from the source, so you're not trying to take time out to understand what was actually said. You're just taking a story and running with it instead of saying, you know, wait a minute. Let me find out what's going on for myself. We don't do that. No. that that's the problem nowadays, especially with social media. It, well, we it, don't do that. It's definitely changed things. And it's almost like an echo chamber. People hear what they want to hear over and over again. I, I think this is very simple. And unfortunately, athletes today, and I'm not, and not everyone, not all of them, but sir, it feels to me like a lot of them make this harder than it has to be. If you play well, if you are winning, this town will love you as much as any any sports town in this country. You will be beloved here forever. If you do it the right way, if you play the right way, if you play well, if you win, there is a reason why Brandon Graham is beloved. Brandon Graham's not going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-mm. He's not. But he's going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame with people's hearts. 
Yes. Here in Philadelphia. He's loved because you know what? He has played his butt off for over a decade. He's played well. He's and he helped has the one team of the win. most signature. Uh, I saw the other night where he there was a video posted of somebody painted a picture of the Super Bowl sack that he had against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And he will ever, forever be immortalized in the pantheon of great Eagles players for that play alone. And you know what I love about Brandon Graham? Early on in his career, he may have felt we were too hard. Remember, he blocked everyone. Because he, he, you know, he early on he had he injuries. He was considered a bust. He was considered a bust, and and people had their opinions about him. Did he hold a grudge? And I don't know podcasts weren't as big of a deal then, but I didn't hear Brandon Graham talking every five seconds about how hard it is to play. He put he he put his chin strap on, and he got better and better, and he endeared himself to everyone here. And now he's beloved. This isn't that hard. If you play well and you win, you are loved. Yeah. If you stink or you're not playing well, people are going to criticize you. I. I, I don't think we're too hard on the athletes. I, I really don't. And I'm not speaking just for myself. I'm speaking for – it's my it's my the way I view everyone here. I don't think – and we talk to fans, Hugh, every single day. I mean, once in a while you get someone who really is no, hard get, on a get, person. Some fans, some fans are idiots. But as some a whole, fans, I don't think that. Some fans take it too far. Some fans feel too comfortable saying some of the stuff that they say, knowing that, you know – you can't put hands on them, and I think you know that that's one of the reasons why they tend to say some of the stuff that they do. But it, it's one of those things where you have to know, as a player, as a person, like everybody's not going to like you, and that's okay. And as long as you know you're doing your job and you're comfortable in your skin, you're not going to change everybody, man. And, and that's one of the things that I, I've learned from being on Twitter. I can sit there and try to explain myself to each and every individual that. In, comes in contact with me, it's not going to work because everybody's not going to see it the way that I see it, and that's fine. And if you're comfortable with that, then you need to just keep it moving. And I think a lot of times, I, I just find it fascinating how for certain individuals that that play football at this level are complaining about uh, criticisms of people that don't know you, and you're trying to win them over. Like, they don't know you. You... I look at Twitter like this. When I when I go in with somebody on Twitter or if I say something, at the end of that conversation, you know what I do, Joe? I go play video games. I might go work out. You move on. I move on. And you should too because when you compartmentalize this and, and, and worry about it the way that you're worrying about it, it just makes you look bad. It makes you look petty because you're not – like you're never going to win everybody over. Like when you sit on, the, sit on your podcast or sit on somebody else's podcast and talk about how well you played and things of that nature, guess what? That – might tend to rub some folks the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you are defending yourself, but it might some people might look at that and be like, you know what? You're not being a team player. So maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't do certain things that set yourself up for criticism. And maybe look yourself in the mirror. I mean, I don't think that booze around here at this point in 2024 just come down for no reason. There's a reason. And I'll give you two I'll give you two lines here, Hugh. Number one, with great power comes great responsibility. Okay? Like if you're paid a lot, if you're expect a lot is expected of you, well, then that's part of the way this works because you you've earned that, right? You're a good player. And the other line is, they don't boo nobody. That was an old Reggie Jackson one. If you're getting booed, it means everyone thinks you're better than that. It, I almost think it's a compliment. Bad players don't get booed, no, because no one expects anything. We're, you know, and we may boo the whole idea of this thing, but like if you're a player and and. Folks are frustrated because we think you're good. And what was the other one they say? If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. There we go. We got three, <laughs> three big lines. <laughs> you know in what I mean? If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Yeah, I, I. It feels to me like some athletes in this city believe we're hard on them, too hard on them. I, 
I don't think so. 215-592-9494. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? That felt like a thing of yesteryear, of 25, 30, 40 years ago, where I thought, you know, this town was hard. I think it's changed over the years. Kyle, what do you feel on this? Are we too hard on our athletes as a fan base? Of course not. <laughs> like uh, We're the ones that buy the tickets to go to games. We're the ones that are, you know, sh- uh, shoveling out money to do the Amazon Prime and pay-per-view. Like, in a sense, and I know this was sort of a point of contention a few weeks ago, like, the fans are the reason that these players are making the amount of money that they are, like, the amount, uh, or as popular as they are. Like, the fans are the lifeblood of the entire thing. So, no, like, we have the right to react to what we see. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that, like, you know, they're not reacting like this when, you know, say last year when the Eagles are just blowing the doors off of everybody. All we were talking about was how great they are, mm-hmm. how great of a wide receiver A.J. Brown is. We were making comparisons for uh, to him and T.O. not in that way, but in the way of, is he the best receiver to ever wear an Eagles uniform? Yep. That ne- that stuff never comes up, right? It's only when, oh, you're, oh, you're, you're booing or you're know, the 10-1, and one, why are you booing? Well, guess what? I-, I think we all found out why we were booing when they were a 10-1 and one football team based on how the season ended. So... I just think as as fans, uh, as people on the radio here, we react to what we see, and, and we react in an appropriate fashion, and it, it comes from a place of passion, right? We love it when they're when they're playing really well, and that's all we talk about is how great they're playing, and we adore it, but then when they suck, like, we want answers, and we're pissed off, so I think fans have every right to react the way that they do, and if they want to boo, they paid money to go do that, so go ahead. I never understand the the the, the booing thing, like why people get upset. It's the simplest. It's not offensive. It's just an emo. It's just like getting an emotional word out to express how you feel about what you're seeing. A bo- no one has to get offended by a boo, and they don't even happen that often, considering things. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Are we too hard as a fan base, as a city, on our athletes? It, obviously, some of these guys think we are. Jay's in West Philly. What's up, Jay? Hey. We definitely are, and I don't agree with what Kyle said. The athletes are the reason they that famous and popular. They the ones that put in the work. Well, but but if there wasn't, but Jay, but Jay, hold on, Jay. If there wasn't interest, if there wasn't as much interest in what they do, they could be playing on a playground somewhere and be just as talented. If you was a scientist, you'd be interested in the stars and all that. Because we're interested in sports, but no, but Jay, but Jay, hold on, they put in the work. Jay, the Jay, uh, hold on. Let's just go off your analogy. One hundred and twenty million people watch the Super Bowl. There's not going to you're not going to find one hundred and twenty million people watching science. Jay, it's the most popular thing in the country. So that science, Jay, yeah, Jay, this is a horrible. Jay, hold on, Jay, Jay, they are paid based on the revenue that the NFL makes. The NFL makes revenue because of you and me and Kyle and Hugh and everyone that watches it. That's why they're paid so much because the league makes so much. Did the salary cap go up because of fan interest or did it go up because these players are, are putting no, the work on. on? Fan interest. Because the players out there, no, they play. They the ones that generate the money. No, they generate the money because we watch. People are watching the game. You, ain't, you don't have to watch it. If, Jay, don't. if we oh stop watching, God. they don't get paid think, anymore. Think, don't oh, my gosh. It's awful. I think Jay Julio. argued just to argue right now. <laughs> Julio, if they ain't put in the work, let me ask what happened after that uh, Carl Frazier's truck. All right, Jay, you out. Let's you, take, Jay, let's take a timeout. I'm going to ask you a question. we got to take a timeout. Jay, if you if we, if we I found the best chef in the world, okay, and, and you said uh, we all agree he's the best chef in the world, and nobody goes to his restaurant, does he get paid anymore when the restaurant closes? No, he's going to go to another restaurant. <laughs> he's not going to get paid from the restaurant anymore. That's the point. If he's we going to go to another restaurant yeah, Jay, and get paid for Jay, his challenge. Jay, Jay getting out of your skin. Yeah, Jay, 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 Jay you know you, all right, I, I'm, I'm done. Jay, do you think we're too hard on the athletes? 
Yeah, because we pick and choose. We just mad because they got platforms now. Now they get to talk back, so we get upset. I'm not mad. I just think what they're saying <laughs> yeah, is ridiculous. You, man. No, I'm mad at you, Jay. No, no. Jay being the newest today. Now, now you mad. <laughs> no, I'm mad because I'm, I'm not, actually I'm not mad. I, I'm yeah, you mad. No, <laughs> well, I'm annoyed at you, Jay. Although I like you as the caller, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Darius Slay. I'm just annoyed at me for saying the truth. Well, no, because your your argument makes no sense. It do make sense because no, it's the truth. No, it's not, Jay. Again, it's not. Jay being a nudge. Jay, the reality is this. These guys are too soft. That's the problem. Too soft? Yeah. Too soft. You don't want to yell at the bar. <laughs> you don't want to yell well, at the Because bar. you're just spewing I had, nonsense, Jay. I had a friend like Jay, man. Nothing. I got a friend like Jay. He just want to pick. He just like to poke the bear, man. Jay know what you're talking about. No, it ain't about. even that. It ain't even that, you know? How are we too hard on them, Jay? That's that's what I'm wondering. How? Look. So you sit there and pick your choose. You sit there. You would have won Trader Joe. Then you want to trade, uh, <laughs> um, Trey Turner? Yeah, you're darn right I did, Jay. Trader what is that? Joe. Now so, what you going to do? Now you going to root for him. I, I'm waiting for you to ask him that question or tell him that when you get down. I can't wait to tell him. You, like, why no, wouldn't you, I you tell, tell him? You're going to phrase it all Joe? nice and everything. There were some people. You're going to tell him you want to trade him. Yes. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you will. If, I believe Jay, if he, if he's a, Jay, if he's available when we're down there, and we got to talk to him last year. Oh, now are you going to say you're sorry? You well, hold on, hold on. Well, I don't, Jay, I don't make the rules. They, they, ha- they have to come up and talk to us. If he comes on the show, which I'd love to have him on the show, we will talk about his season last year. I will ask him how he handled the criticism, and I will say, no, like. You tell him you was the one that did it. I, hold how on, you, you didn't let me criticism. finish. Jay, can you quiet down for a second? I will say to him, hey, how, how did it feel <laughs> with the criticism, including people like me who wanted you traded in June? I would, I'll no, tell him. You put your name out there first. Don't include what other people oh, say. I was the one that wanted Oh, my God, Jay. Holy yeah, we, moly. We started start early today. Ain't we? We start I haven't early had enough today. coffee for this to start the Jay. Jay, <laughs> you, <laughs> so, no you still haven't told me how we're too hard on them. Well, how? I just said. Cause no. you, go, you went in. Like, the guy just went to a new city, new team and all that. And that Two weeks in, you want to trade him. No, it was, first of all, it was two months in, Jay. And that's the that's a different story. All right. 215 592 9494. We're not talking about me. Uh, th- this is about the whole fan base of Philadelphia. You, all right, that's fine. If you think I'm too hard on athletes, that, yeah, you could believe that. That's your prerogative. I, I can't change the way you feel about me. Whatever. You think I'm too hard on these guys, that's fine. But I don't think the city is. Listen, Darius Slay on the Corner Suite podcast is not talking about Joe Giglio. He's talking about the fans. He's talking about the fans as a whole. And I could promise you I've never gone to a game and heckled the players. Like, I don't, I don't even – I haven't ever. I'm not sitting there two rows behind the Eagles bench heckling them. So they're not – literally they're not talking about me. They're talking about everyone. It, they think we're hard on them. And I think, I think that, to be honest, there's only a small percentage of people – that actually go to the game. Like you're gonna get some people that boo. Cause I've been in the I've been in the box where people have booed. But what they're talking about, calling people out the name and all that stuff, that's a small percentage I, of, course. of guys. You know, cause there's some cats, now let, let's not get it twisted. There are people that go to the game and it's their they, it's their uh like a badge of honor to go out there and act the whole donkey. We've seen them. You know, we we've seen the folks that go to the game just so they could tell stories about them doing something that they shouldn't be doing at a, at a football game or a baseball game or whatever. So there's that small percentage. But to sit there and say, like, the the group as a whole, like, even when I got to Philadelphia, we weren't that great. Like, there were times where I would go out and people would, would make, you know, snide comments about shouldn't you be somewhere practicing because you guys suck and things of that nature. It's kind of funny. But it's one of those things where, like, this is where you could handle it. You could get in your feelings and be all defensive. Or you could be like, yeah, you know, you're probably right. And a lot of times – 
I did handle it like that. And you turn, you might turn somebody that might look at you and, and, and look at you like, you know, you guys are garbage. And they might become a fan just because of that one interaction. It all depends on how you handle it or, or how you choose to compartmentalize it. And I think that these players going on podcasts and things of that nature, complaining about it, I don't, I don't think that's a good look. I really don't. I don't either. It, it's pretty clear to me they think we're hard on them. So, not everyone, but some athletes here think we're too hard on them. I, I don't agree. I, I don't think this fan base, this city is too hard on its athletes. Agree, disagree. 215-592-9494. A lot to do. Jolly's going to step into the ring gets me later on. That was just a little warm-up, a little undercard there against Jay. Want to go? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Jolly took exception to my Kelsey take yesterday. We'll get to that. Phillies in the mix as well as we got to discuss this leadoff hitter thing that every year, every year, is the thing. When we come back, it's Try Day. We'll tell you what we're looking for to try next. That's next on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, the fans have been great. You know, I, I do the same thing. I boo myself on the way back to the dugout, you know, when I punch you too. So, um, you know, they, they deserve uh, me at my best. And, you know, that's, that's what I got to do each night. And, you know, I love these fans. That's why I came here. You know, this is the place where they have passion. They have, you know, everything that you need in, in a fan base. And, you know, I respect the heck out of them. And, you know, they, they come here and fill up the bank every single night for us. And uh, hopefully they keep doing that. Look, there's different ways to handle all this. And Bryce Harper, and, and I think until this recent contract thing, has handled everything about as good as you can handle it. You know, he, he got booed here a month in. He struck out three or four times against the Tigers. He got off to a tough start his first year. He got booed. Mm-hmm. And that was his response. Like, I'd boo me too if, if I didn't play well. Th- this isn't hard. And then now Bryce Harper's obviously gone the other way. Right now he's the most popular athlete in Philadelphia, and he gets cheered. And everyone loves him. But he said it right there. If I stink... I'd boo me too. It's not that difficult. I don't think we're too hard on these athletes as a fan base. Do you? 215-592-9494. All right, before we get to try day, all your phone calls here, also want to set this up because Jalen Hurts doesn't talk much. He doesn't expound much, but he did last year. This was before the Super Bowl. Just talking about the idea of fans, expectations. Here's what Hurts had to say. The one thing that came to mind was how there's so many different people that, that are watching the game for the first time. They're coming to these games 
for the first time. They they save up all their money to watch this one game, and that's a weekly thing. Um, whether you're playing for, regardless of what team you're playing for. So every time I go out there, I want to give it my all. Give it my all to everyone that's watching. That kid that's watching, wherever they're from, put on the show for them and give them something that they can look up to, be encouraged by. Again, that's that's it. Like it's always about the negative, but the positive is there too. The positive is always still there too. I, I think that this city has been very fair to a lot of these star athletes. Obviously, not every, not all the players agree though. Here, that's obvious. Yeah, and you can't worry about what what the majority think about you. Sometimes you you just can't. Uh, I used to look at it like this, and I look at it like this to this day. A lot of times, when you get scrutiny from people, especially that harsh criticism and stuff like that. It's coming from two places, either envy or, or or jealous. And when it's coming from envy, it's because they wish that they could do what you're doing and they they feel like if they were in your position that they would do it better, mm-hmm. you know, because they envy you. And, they, and they're a little bit hurt because they feel like, you know, you could be doing better. I mean, in, at the core, at the core, they, you know, they might throw some harsh words in there, some expletives and all the other stuff, but that's basically what it is. And the second one is jealousy. That's what it, because they're jealous because you're, ma- you're making a ton of money. You're probably living better than they're living and they despise you for it. And they despise you because they feel like, you know, they could be doing what you're doing. So, I mean, you just have to look at it like that, man. I mean, and, but the, at the end of the day, it's this. People pay hard, pay their hard earned money. To watch you play, hell, long as they don't put their hands on you, they could do. They could. They could do whatever they want to yeah, do. Yeah, and I, I also, I think in, the current athletes should go back and, and I don't know if you could find it, but like listen to WIP thirty years ago. Go, go and listen to what it sounded like at the vet thirty years ago. It didn't sound like it sounds now. I mean, this is this is baby stuff compared to the way it used to be. So if this is too hard, I mean, we've gone soft. If that's the if that's the equation, two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. All right, we'll go back to the lines in a second here. But Hugh, you know what today is, right? Try day. It's a try day. One of our favorite days of the week. <laughs> that is like that try day song. Dude. You know, I had that stuck in my head on the ride in today. <laughs> it's try day. It's try. Day. Didn't even hear it. I just thought oh, it's try day. It, it is try day today. All right. So here's what we're looking to try this weekend. A movie. Let's do movies today on try day. So we're looking for a movie that you think Hugh or I or both of us haven't seen yet. So if you give us like a really super popular movie, we've probably seen it. I Maybe think not. Gonna, for me, they're going to get this one right off the bat. Yeah. It's the, yeah. I think I think I'm e- I think I'm an easy read well, when it comes. To there's this. millions of good answers. Not just yeah. we're not just looking for one answer. It's whatever your recommendation is. Try day two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What movie should Hugh and I watch this weekend? All right, Chris in Middletown is up on WIP. What's up, Chris? Happy Try Day, fellas. What's hey, going on, Chris. Man? What's up, buddy? Uh, can you imagine this? I have something to say on this topic. I, you know what? When we when we got into the uh, the meeting today, we we talked about this in the Slay audio. I was like, yeah, I, I think someone like Chris might have something to say on this. I'm not surprised you wanted to chime in on this one. You know, I'm not about emotion. I'm always about facts. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So and. You know who is to blame for this? Hugh Douglas. <laughs> That's right. It's, his, it's Hugh's fault. I agree. You what see what you started yesterday with your Mr. Softiness? What I do? What you mean by I was waffling over. a little I bit? I'm a, I Just, waffle every now and then. That, that, here you do. You do. I, I move my – like I was told when we made our core values that they don't have to be fluid. 
They, I was told that we could move them around. Yeah. So I exercised no, my right this yesterday. This guy waffles so much, we got, we got syrup in the studio now, and, just in case. And, hey, Darius, Darius, you didn't hear our core value, our number two core value, because we reshuffled the deck yesterday. We're petty. <laughs> Very This is what we do here. All right, let, let me get into this, guys. You know, this Darius thing is just – I'm so tired of these soft players – Here's what I want Howie to do. We got the combine going on. We got interviews going on. His first question should say, are you emotionally soft? Because if they are, don't draft them here. Joe, you hit the best example of this. BG, dude, we tore that man apart. He was the worst. He's a boss. We should have drafted Earl Thomas, blah, 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 blah. We love that man. He, he will be forever Beloved in the city, except with Mad Mike, because Mad Mike likes trash BG. But, dude, we love BG. So these soft, whiny players like Darius need to pack it up, let him drop, grow up, become a man. Stop being a child. Stop taking your binky out of your mouth. Stop being so sensitive, all right? So you know what, Darius? I got a message for you, Darius. I hope you're listening. You ready? Chris, we appreciate it. That is definitely a snow. It feels like a snowflake. Well, it, it's soft. I mean, that, that's the, the Kobe Bryant gift, right? When he's he's just looking at these soft. soft. Yeah. That's what I think of. This whole, it's soft. I and again, if I felt that people here were way too hard on on athletes, I would say it. And and I've I've thought maybe certain ones at times people have been hard on, but in general, I don't think that's what we have here. I think we just have passion. Passion comes in both ways, right? And Kyle mentioned this a little while ago, Hugh. If you're passionate. You're gonna get all the cheers again. I'll, I'll use Jalen Hurts for example, mm-hmm. right? Just because he's the he's probably the guy we talk about the most as the quarterback of the Eagles. Early in his career, there was skepticism, there was doubt, big time. Yeah, I, I would say maybe half of the fan base wanted to get a different quarterback, right? Russell Wilson or you know whoever. That off season, half said, "No, let's give this kid a shot," and then he played great. And I'd say what eighty to ninety percent of people said, "This kid's amazing, MVP caliber, pay him all that stuff." And now, this year, he didn't play as well. And it's maybe it's more back to like 60-40, love him versus frustrated. But that's just about it's his the play. Ebb, it's the ebb and flow of yeah. sports. It's the ebb and flow of sports, man. It's the ebb and flow of sports. And, and as an athlete, you I was always taught that that's what you sign up for. Everybody's not going to like you all the time. It's just like being in a relationship. You know, one day you love your, your significant other to death. The next day they get on your nerves. But you're still in it for the long haul. And that's how you have to look at it as sports. The more you complain about it, the more people look at you and, you know, they're wondering, like, why are you complaining, dude? Like, because for a lot of people, especially fans, when you hear athletes complaining about being booed and all this other stuff, the, the go-to for fans as well, it's either one or two things. You make a ton of money or we pay your salary. I mean, which both are fair. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're fair. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's fair because you have the ability at the end of the day, to do a lot of things that other people don't. And that's because you've played the sport at the high, absolute highest level. It comes with the territory, man. Like, more money, more problems. I remember when I was playing, that song was big. And we used to say that all the time, more money, more problems. And, and that's the truth. That's, that's it for anybody that is in the position that you're in. And, and it blows my mind when people say, well, it's different here than it is somewhere else. Like when, when they said, uh, I don't, they, these are the first fan base that got to me because I'm a, let me just go out on a limb here because I never played in Detroit. 
But you played in the area in Detroit where they weren't they weren't going to the playoffs. They'd be lucky to win like five or six games a year. They were mostly bad. Yeah, so the expectations weren't that high. I'm I'm a little bit familiar with that because like there was a lot of diehard Jet fans in New York, but for the most part, we were second class citizens to the New York Giants at that point. And and the Yankees and the Mets and the Knicks at that point. So it was not a whole lot of hoopla around for the New York Jets at that time. So when I come when I come to Philadelphia, even though it was a I came to a losing franchise at that point, there was still a lot of passionate people and there was a lot of people at the game, so it was different mm-hmm. because people care about it. So that's probably where, you know, it got to you a little bit more. But even with that being said, I can't remember a time. And I know we got probably got booed a lot, especially that first year I was here, because we only won three games. I can't remember a time where I can remember being booed viciously like he's talking about that I remembered because I was too locked into the game or whatever else it was I had going on. You didn't let it impact you. No, I didn't. I didn't. But I, 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 I give him the grace because it's different now when these guys these, – these guys nowadays, Joe, they will go out there in the course of a game, and we've seen it. They'll go out there and make a play. And as soon as halftime come, they will run straight to their phones. Well, we saw what Kenny and get on social media. Kenny Gainwell this year. I didn't year. mention anybody's name. Well, it's it's public knowledge. I didn't, I didn't say anybody's yeah, name. I mean, I'm just saying. I'll say it. Kenny Gainwell got in a thing with a fan during halftime on Instagram. I guess it and, was. And see, that's the problem because you can't like you can't. To me, you can't have it both ways. You can't complain about what the fans say about you, but then run on social media and look for instant validation when you do something well. You can't. You can't have it both ways, man. Like you should know if you do something that somebody's probably going to say something about it. And, you know, if you weren't about your mental that bad, hell, stay off of Twitter. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I thought that about A.J. Brown last week. And here's, like, I'm not disputing, and you said this earlier, that there's probably a few people or more at every game or a lot of people on social media that will say things that are over the line. I'm not disputing that. And you know what? I'm sure if they see it, they're human. It would bother them. But to paint the whole fan base like that is it's just silly. That's not the truth. In fact, I, I think the athletes here are beloved more than almost anywhere else or right on the par with the, the, the best cities in the whole country. There's a love, probably more here than anywhere else when it's good. So it comes with territory. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones here. After real you real make quick, this point. I was about to say, do you remember a few years ago it was the Eagles playing the Bears in the uh, playoffs and Cody Parkey? Yeah, they double doink. Yeah. Do you know like the worst thing Cody Parkey probably could have did for himself was go on social media? Because you already know what that's going to be. And that he was a bear at that point. Yeah, yeah. like it, that was the worst thing that he possibly – but that, that's the point. If you know it's going to be bad, why are you going looking for – why are you going looking for smoke? Because you know it's coming. Right, and it's all, it's all predicated on performance. He yeah. makes the kick, he's a hero. He double doinks it. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the end there. Let's go to Patrick at Tabernacle. Hey, Patrick. Hey, morning, guys. Listen, I uh, first time calling to your show, I was joking, joking around saying – I called him. You guys were on a one-year probation, and I'm happy to say that you passed it. <laughs> oh wow! You know what? We got to put up a plaque here in the studio. We passed it, Patrick. Good stuff, man. I appreciate that. What, what, this, what are you thinking is, on this? Well, real quick, too. Hugh Douglas, man. Like I, I shed tears, man. My heart broke, and, and much respect and love for your loss to you and your family. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate uh, with you. your son. Yeah. So listen, what I think about. Listen, man. We're we're super passionate, you know, and and. When I travel, not that I travel a lot, but when I travel across, you know, you know where I do and stuff, if you have any kind of Philly gear on, Eagles, like everyone else, like you get immediate reaction. Oh, you're an Eagles fan. You know what I mean? Or something like that. And it's almost like, you know what? We, we're, we're just, we just love them so much, man. We love our teams, man. We are just so passionate. 
and like other other cities and and fan bases like when the game's over the game's over that's it and like it's, it's pretty far from what happens around here you know and and like as far as you know we just and, and you like if you think about the personality like, like you Ike and John Ritchie you guys epitomize what it means to be an eagle and what it means to be an athlete in this city you know what I mean and like I expect every you know like we have ex, you know we, we we hold these people accountable we need you to play hard we need you to play you know to care and, and, and show you know show effort and and when they do, we give them praise. And when they don't, we will definitely let you know. But you know what, Patrick? To be fair to these guys, I don't. I probably would be a snowflake to a certain extent. I would definitely clap back on Twitter. My, I would definitely be on Twitter like blazing folks that said something about me. I probably would do that. But I don't think I would complain about being booed, though. Yeah, well, especially Patrick. The, the way I view it is. Boos only come when we expect something more, right? Like we don't boo bad players, yep. and you know when a team we know it's a rebuilding season or whatever. Like the 2016 Phillies didn't get booed very much because we just knew they weren't a good team. Like if this team this year struggles out of the gate, there might be some boos because we expect oh, sure. we expect a lot of performance. I I think that's just I think it's just good fan. Patrick, give us a movie we should watch here. Listen, man, really good movie. Just saw it not too long ago. Jules, J-U-L-E-S, on Netflix or one of them services with uh, Ben Kingsley about an alien who lands in this dude's backyard, man. It's a short movie. I give it two big thumbs up. Oh, I like the idea. Jules, Patrick, man, we appreciate the call. We passed Patrick's probation period. We're in. He's We're a call for him now. Um, I like what he said there at the end, The one of those streaming services. When someone says to me to watch something now, I don't even know where to find it because there's a million streaming services. Now I just Google it and like it will tell you in the top of Google where you can find the movie. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like, I don't know. There's a million of them. Where where do you start to find this thing? So, well, Jules. If, if you have like a, a fire stick, if you go to the uh, search movie, it'll, it'll tell give you? you. It'll give you a list of where it potentially could be. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it'll give you a list. Because my kids always ask for like this, what they want to watch and they heard about it, right? Then I'm like, I don't know. Then I'm going on Disney. I'm going on Netflix. I'm trying to find where this movie is. Let's go to OG, who's up next on WI. What's up, OG? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? What's up, buddy? Listen, I, I, I got a thing on this here Slay thing, and I think there's two things here that Slay is doing. Number one... Slay is, has told his guy, his buddies, you know, Steven Nelson and them guys, if you want this, this your podcast to be popping, say something bad about the Philadelphia fans and this and that. that this thing is creating a whole – and then it's also a, a slap because it's allowing other cities' fan base that don't like our fan base to hear that and be like, listen to what their own player is saying about it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it makes us look really bad. So that's what really Slay really wants. Because Slay's been at it this year with some fans on Twitter and everything, and it started with uh, Seth Joyner when Seth checked him. You know what I'm saying? And Slay's just been off the chain ever since then. So I think uh, are the players uh, too Yes, I do think that they're too soft. But Tufo, I think that the fan base is also held, should be held accountable too. Because even you just said, if you play good, you know what I mean? But in reality, there's no player that's going to play good all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to, as a fan base, we got to leave these guys some type of room to have some bad games. And to, Because as soon as a player have a bad game, it's like, oh, he's trash and he's this and that. But to Slay, I know when Slay's game changed, it was in the Minnesota game a year ago. When he came up and hit Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, 
and he got a stinger in his in his arm or his shoulder because he left the game for a couple of plays and came back in. Slay has never, ever been the same since then. I've never seen Slay make another tackle, a hard tackle since then. Every now when Slay's this definition of tackling is holding Justin Jefferson up until the, into the uh, ref blows the whistle or pushing you out of bounds. And, and that's a problem because, really, it goes through the locker room to your young corners. And now the young corners think because the captain of the Eagles' de- uh, defense or bait D-back is out there playing soft, well, we can actually go out there and do the same. And it had an effect on our season this year. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm just being real, you know. Um, I, think that as a, as a, I think that as a fan, as a player, you can think what you want to think, you know what I'm saying? But, you like, you're getting paid to do what you're doing. Just like uh, you said, there's players, I mean, uh, fans that's envious of you and jealous of you, and you're getting paid. So that's pretty much you got to take that, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying don't clap back, but the fans also got to be uh, not oversensitive when a player claps back that now you you downgrading the player because he clapped back. It's the same thing. Well, you just said something to him. So it's like, I mean, this stuff is real crazy. I, I don't even give it, you know, yes, I do. I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it is. It's, it's life. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. I just, I don't think it's overly hard. I think it's, I think it just makes sense. If you play well, you're, you're going to get praised. And I understand your point. Once in a while, they're all going to have tough games. OG, give us a movie we should watch this weekend. Uh, Dead President. Dead President. Dead President. All right, OG, man. We appreciate it. Have a good week. It's a dead President from uh, OG Wade there. And I get his point. Every player is going to have a bad game, but I think there's a grace period. I, I don't think every time a player just plays one poor game, we you know, everyone turns on that player. I, I don't think that's the way it is. And just specifically for the Eagles, you know, after the first or second tough game around here, I, I don't think most people were throwing the towel in. It, when it became six out of seven and they collapsed to end the season – that's when it was like, whoa, it's open season on what just happened here. Jeff's in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? Jeff, what What's do you feel? All right, so the entertainment business and sports is included in this. Is the only um it's the only job where people actually react to what you're doing, either in real time or right after they see it. Like most of us, even you guys, I mean, we react to what you guys say. So there's gonna be criticism and you have to you if you go into that business, you should know that you're going to get criticized. And, you know, the rest of us, like I drive a truck, dude. I don't have a whole lot of people criticizing me. Now, the only people I have to worry about are the police if I do something wrong. But in general, going into the entertainment business, you know you're going to get criticized. So you should just kind of take it. And I think OG had a good point where he might be just doing something like this because he's got to generate – um buzz for his podcast or whatever the heck he's doing. Yeah, and I hear that a lot, Jeff, and there might be something to that. Like, uh, you know, Colin Cowherd gets accused of that, right? If he, if he talks about yeah. the Eagles, he gets you know, he gets a lot of pushback or whatever, and it generates – yeah. but part of that is because those people, right, whether it be a national radio host or a football player doing a podcast, they know how passionate we are here. So, yeah, yeah. it'll create a buzz. But, like, you're and right. That- it goes with it. It goes with the territory of there's great things that can happen if you play here and succeed here, and that's part of it. But then if you struggle, yeah, there'll be criticism. And two other points. If you don't want that heat, go play in uh, Jacksonville or go play in Charlotte or go play in Nashville where they don't give a crap. They don't care whether you win or lose. They don't have the passion we have. And my third point is when OG said that the fans got to um, – own up to it or do whatever he said in that second part of his thing. 
Dude, this whole radio station is built around our fandom for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. We yes. can't bring it much harder than we already do. We own it. We own up to it. This is what we are. And when you come here, you got to know that. And you got to either you got to have the I don't give a bleep about you um, attitude. Totally. Just play and Jeff, and do it. you're right. And this radio station, it's not about me. It's not about Hugh. It's not about our host. Right. It's about you guys. I mean, it's about all yeah. of us together. I mean, it's just it's the voice of the fans 24 hours yeah. a day. Jeff, give us a movie we should watch. It's an older one, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. I doubt it. Maybe you have. I don't know. Fletch, a Chevy Chase movie from the early 80s. I remember Fletch. It's, yeah, I you so know, yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time. It might be a retry. Fletch it's, is a it's funny really movie. It's really dry and really yeah, good. It it's is. Fun. Jeff, uh, great call. Have a great weekend there. 215-592-949. We'll hit your phone calls coming up next. Some athletes, it seems, at least I feel this way, think Philadelphia is too hard on them. The fan base is too hard on them as athletes. I, I don't agree with it. We don't agree with it. Where do you come down? 215-592-9494. Later in the hour, we got to debunk a Schwarber theory because some people think he shouldn't lead off. I believe he absolutely should this coming season. Jolly, yeah, Paul Jolovitz going to be on the show coming up at 1230. He took exception to my Kelsey take yesterday. <laughs> lot to do, and it's Tri-Day. Hugh and I need a movie to watch or one you think we haven't seen yet. All coming up, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. And let's talk about FanDuel. Of course, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-L and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.